Good afternoon. This is Melvin York, and we're here today with uh, Patty Pete, Global Foods, talking to you uh, again, finishing up the segment that we did yesterday. This will be part two of food insecurity uh, or global food shortage. Uh, we talked about yesterday what an actual uh, shortage means. Uh, Insecurity, uh, those two terms will be the same thing. We determined that uh, looking through all of our notes and all the information that we've gathered, that insecurity of food means that the access to a person or community uh, region has the ability to obtain and purchase the necessary nutrition to sustain a healthy life. Now, uh, as we go through and we were talking about some of the things that causes these food insecurities, uh, the war with Russia and Ukraine is a big one right now. Uh, they are actually causing shortages of grain and fertilization or fertilizers to be used to grow food um, globally. We talked about global. Uh, talked about how the United States is part of that global uh, community. Sometimes we think that and when we're talking here in the United States that that omits us from being part of that. It does not. Uh, we have enjoyed the benefits of uh, an overabundance of food our whole life, even though uh, someone like myself, maybe not the standard of food that the rich would have, but still, good, healthy food. Um, but even in the United States, even in the United States, there is millions that still go hungry, and we are trying our best to combat that with different programs. Um, one of the uh, things we talked about yesterday was Bob Casey. Bob Casey is a U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania, and he's kind of carried the uh, torch for uh, food insecurity uh, for years. Um, Bob, and he had some help with some other senators. It just got a bill passed. We'll read that here. I want you to understand that. You can go on his webpage. Uh, he's the U.S. Senator for Pennsylvania, Bob Casey. And it tells you a little more if you'd like to read this for yourself. I think that uh, it would be very interesting for you to do so and look at. Uh, this was in July 27th of 2022, and um, again, this came uh, directly from Bob Casey's page, the U.S. Senator for Pennsylvania, and it's titled Amidst Global Food Crisis Brought On by the War in Ukraine, Senators Introduced Legislation to Reauthorize, and let me uh, put a little emphasis on the word reauthorize, Global Food program for five more years. As in Washington today is where this came out. It's today U.S. Senators Bob Casey, a Democrat Pennsylvania, Jim Rush, or Rich, I'm sorry, is Republican out of Idaho, ranking member of the Senate Committee of Foreign Relations, Chris Coons, Democrat Delaware, and John Boozman, Republican Arizona, introduced the Global Food Security Act with reauthorizes the Feed the Future Initiative. The U.S. government's Global Hunger and Food Security Initiative, this legislation 
which would extend the program through 2028, comes as the world is grappling with an international food crisis. Now, we've been talking about food shortages, food crises now for the last few years, and I know just because over the years, and it's been most of our uh, way of thinking, if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you have enough money to make sure you do now uh, to uh, feed yourself, but uh, we have enjoyed uh, fresh food, fresh meat, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, um, basically most of our lifetimes. Uh, so there are an international food crisis. International does mean that we're on the global part again, uh, in part because of the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Together, Ukraine and Russia export nearly one-third of the world's wheat and barley. Now, that's a big, that's a big amount. These two nations will export nearly one-third of the world's wheat and barley. Now, we do know that corn, wheat, barley, our grains are our stables. It's our feedstocks. It's also for our cereals, uh, for our even corn oils. We did a podcast some uh, time back explaining on just the many uses of corn itself or wheat. How many places that you'll find if you go to the grocery store, you pick it up and you look on the ingredients, you're going to find one of these grains in just about everything you pick up. It's just amazing. And then again, uh, what you're not finding there with dairy, again, we need grain to make sure that we do have dairy products. So uh, they are exporting one third of the world's uh, barley, wheat, which again is used for human consumption, also used for feedstocks. And so just take that in uh, just in consideration, just a few moments. Putin's war in Ukraine exasperated the global food crisis. Families around the globe are going to be without enough to eat, says Senator Casey. Food security leads to global stability, and the United States have a moral obligation to eradicate global hunger. The Feed in Future initiative is reaching millions of people around the world, and I'm proud to introduce this bill with Senator Rice, Rich, however you do pronounce his name, to continue this American success story. No nation on earth has done more to reduce global hunger and stimulate agriculture-led economic growth than the United States. The ingenuity of our American farmers has transformed global agriculture, reduced poverty, and ultimately saved a billion lives. I'm proud to support this work, including the Be the Future public-private partnership with the University of Idaho uh, on blight-resistant potatoes, uh, said Rice. As world leaders like Putin use food as a weapon, it's more important than ever to help people combat food insecurity and grow their way out of poverty. Now, that is one of the most important statements now, we're going to say on this podcast, and I want you to hear this, as world leaders like Putin use food as a weapon, it's more important than ever to help people combat food insecurity and grow their way out of the poverty. The Global Food Security Act reauthorization that I've introduced with Senator Casey today provides a roadmap to deliver emergency assistance when and where it's needed most.
then help people transition away from dependence to self-reliance. Russia's brutal and unjustified invasion of the breadbasket of Europe has crippled food supplies worldwide, putting tens of millions of people at risk of starvation and causing food prices to soar, even here at home, said Senator Coons. As chairman of the State and Foreign Operations Appropriations Subcommittee, I am proud to have helped secure billions of dollars for food aid in our most recent emergency funding package, but there's far more to do. Reauthorizing the Feed the Future initiative is a critical step that will further address food insecurity and ensure the United States continues to lead the way in preventing famine. The high cost of food has, has complicated humanitarian efforts to help those suffering from food insecurity at a time when the world is seeing those most in need, the most severely impacted. Food insecurity knows no boundaries, but it is preventable. Again, food insecurity knows no boundaries. I want you to take that in for a minute. It knows no boundary. We talked about what food insecurity is. Not only does that mean that there's not a shortage, but maybe not the access to obtain the food. High prices are going to change the way, even here in the good old USA, how the, some of our seniors and some of our less fortunate people uh, feed their families or feed themselves. I know, and you hear the horror stories, and I know they're true. Uh, known some people that went through this to where they actually had to make a choice on what they bought or did they buy their medicine. So these are things that this bill is going to try to help fight. Uh, but it says, I'm pleased to support legislation reauthorizing the Be uh, the Future initiative so we can deploy tools and education to combat hunger, malnutrition, while promoting global stability, Senator Boozman said. The Global uh, Food Security Act, which was first introduced by Senator Casey in 2008, now, Bob Casey is a senator for uh, Pennsylvania right now. I want you to hear this statement and listen to it. The Global Food Security Act, which was first introduced by Senator Casey in 2008, was passed into law in 2016. So there's eight years there this senator has been hammering to get this bill passed, but finally did in 16 and reauthorized in 2018 for five years, which will make it going out in 2023. The legislation introduced today would extend that law for another five years, which again puts us into 2028. Um, so it goes on and tells what all it requires for everything to do under this bill. Again, if you go to Bob Casey's page, and look that up, you want July 27th, 2022, uh, amidst global food crisis, check that out and go on and read uh, what this bill covers. I think you'll find it good. What I found uh, amazing about this, in a time where it doesn't seem like our leaders uh, between the Republicans, Democrats, right, left wing, however you want to call it, uh, couldn't agree on anything that these uh, both uh, parties have come together, voted this through, uh, evidently very quickly in a bipartisan way. And uh, that does make me feel 
good about that. Uh, one thing that they both do see that we are in a food crisis globally and not just in one place or the other. So that does make me feel a lot better about that. Now, we were talking about some of the things that we could do that would help with food insecurity. Uh, one of our biggest problems, and especially in the United States, and we're not the only country that's that, but we have an, a gracious amount of waste in our food. At one time, uh, and I think that could even be more now, there was something like close to 30% of our uh, food was actually being wasted because of one thing or another. So that's one thing we need to look at. Now, uh, we have done and talked about this before too. Uh, some things that we're losing, it's hard to produce food without farmland. Our farmland's being taken over by a lot of things. If you live in the South, you'll see that there's condominiums, there's houses, there's apartments going up. And it seems like just about every field. If it's not in that field, then what we see uh, is solar panels. We're seeing solar farms put up everywhere. Now, uh, a solar farm to me is one thing. And if we're not seeing it, even in the Midwest and even uh, in other places, we're seeing crops grown uh, to make biofuels. Again, not a smart thing to do. So we have three things that's hitting us on our farmland. Uh, we have put the price of farmland way, way beyond the reach of the farmer. Now, and other things we're doing, your small farmers have always made up and always been a contributing, a very, very important contributing factor to any country is your small uh, landowners or farmers. They're the ones that usually feed their own families and contribute to feeding the communities. If you'll go to and listen to some of our podcasts with our uh, Growing with Daddy Pete, you'll will hear that uh, we do encourage uh, you to grow what you can at home. Again, this does help um, with the problem of uh, the shortage of food that we do have. Uh, therefore, uh, we're requiring a list to our households and leaving it on the market for some other people that are just not as fortunate as we are or able to grow some of their own food. And uh, again, I listen to some of our podcasts on that. And uh, there's always a way that you can uh, grow food. Uh, 90, 95% of Americans can grow some type of their own food, uh, depending on how little they live or where they live. There's always a way to do something, and we did talk about that. So another thing on food waste is recalls. Recalls, recalls, recalls. Uh, we've talked about this on both of our podcasts, one with Global Food and also with Growing with Daddy Pete. We've urged you to go and sign up with the FDA. You can get your recalls off of that for drugs and food. Also go sign up for the recalls uh, for our import export information from the USDA. I think that you'll find that uh, very, very interesting if you do that. So I'm just gonna read a few here that's went on say in the last 
um, couple weeks. And we'll start with today. Uh, and this does include now medical devices, uh, medicine, and food. These are all things, though, that we need to maintain a healthy life. So I'm kind of just going to going to hit uh, um, one of the uh, the medical devices here, and then I'm going to skip through the rest of them and just kind of do the food. But the one that came out today was uh, Gybeck and Isoguard. Are bacterial and viral filters, uh, product medical devices, and for some reason my tongue won't work, medical devices, uh, bacterial and viral filters uh, was a description through the Teleflex Corporation. Now, uh, bacterial and viral filters, recall, reason, description. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that was, was put out today, uh, November the 4th. Uh, yesterday was Calera Fresh Lettuce Products. Uh, the recall was because of Salmonella. That was Calera Public Limited Company. Also yesterday, Nestle Toll House, edible chocolate chip cookie dough, potential for soft plastic and film. Now, as we go down here and read these, Remember, this is food that's being put out on the market, regardless of it's salmonella or if it's plastic film or whatever. These are going to have to be pulled from the shelf and discarded, done away with, hits the the uh, landfill, and it's gone. So again, even in a food crisis, because of either a uh, some potential accident or somebody overlooked something or however it happened. We're still with a processed food that we thought would make it to market. It's not. Now, here's another one. Cedar Creek popcorn. Uh, there was undeclared wheat. They had a allergen problem in their popcorn. So, again, that has to be pulled from the shelf. Uh, Diazo Tiramisu Twist Cookies. Undeclared almonds and hazelnuts. Now, here's the deal. There's people that can't eat those or are allergic to them, but so many people can't eat them, but we have to pull the whole thing off because it's not been labeled right. So we lose all this food. Just one mistake like that, and we use a lot of food. So it looks to me like, just looking through here, a lot of checks and balances on what we're doing before that was shipped. Uh, we could have uh, saved a lot of food. We wouldn't have to uh, throw away. Uh, Zingerman. Harvest pumpkin gelato and pawpaw. Undeclared eggs. Again, there's another one. They didn't have the it declared. We have people that have uh, that are allergic to eggs. Whole food markets. Dipping caramel. This was 1027 of this year. Undeclared wheat. Um, let's see what this one is here. Uh, there's a couple more that's on uh, uh, medicine here, but at 1025, assorted Italian cookies. That's done by Bombolo. Undeclared walnut. See, again, it's not that the food is bad for everyone, but for the ones that have allergies, it is bad. Now, here's something that really gets me here. Um, let's go here. We've got uh, seed ranch flavor, undeclared soy sauce. Once again, just because it wasn't labeled, uh, we could put people's life in danger. But again, for X amount of percent of the population, it would be fine for them to eat. Beijing, uh, vegan drums, 
drumsticks and golden nuggets, undeclared egg protein. Again, mislabeling is basically, or not labeling, is the cause that that will have to be destroyed uh, as we go through. Ready mixed meals and Safeway. Chicken salad, quad, and chicken salad sandwich, club tray. Undeclared tree nuts, which was cashews. Again, that's by the Albertsons Company. We did this. Uh, Nestle's Toll House. Um, the stuffed chocolate chip cookie dough with fudge filling. You know, we talked about there was another recall. We went through that a while ago, um, just a few days back. Uh, again, this was still foreign object. So, again, all that has to be gone. And it just goes on and on. Here's one from Hammond, salted caramel cookies. Undeclared peanuts. Multiple brand names is the next one. Ready to feed liquid products for infant and children. Potential for spoilage, and that's by the Abbott Company. So, as we see when we go on, there's mistakes being made. They, again, with a different check and and balance policy, maybe, that we wouldn't have to be throwing so much food away. Now, I know a lot of people says, well, you know, this only affects X amount of percent of the population. Yes, but it could be deadly to that X amount of the population. So therefore, it has to be discarded and destroyed. So these are the things that we work are working with every day, things that are trying and uh, hopefully can be fixed. Um, you know, our food, our sources of growing food is very, very much, um, in trouble right now. We're not seeing, uh, what the prize is. We're trying to save the planet and we're going to destroy the occupants. Uh, did you hear me? We're trying to save the planet and we're trying to destroy, or we're going to destroy the occupants if we're not careful. Now, I remember there was one passage in the Bible that said that people would get to where they worship the creation more than the creator. And it seems like that's what's coming about here. We've got people that, yeah, we want to save the planet. And naturally, we want things, uh, clean drinking water for us and our children, our grandchildren. Naturally, we want good food. We want clean air. Of course we do. But sometimes our way of thinking is not real smart. We're looking at, okay, it'll save in this area, but how much more are we destroying over here? Now, another good example of that, and, and again, is all these electric cars coming out. We're mining, we're creating a problem of mining uh, where it could erode, where you've got problems with that, but yet we're raising all kinds of cane if somebody does uh Fracking, we raise all kinds of cane if somebody's getting some coal. But again, it's okay if we mine all these other things to make a battery that we don't even know how we're going to handle to discard when they go bad. We already have an infrastructure that is just limping on its last leg. It's already strained beyond belief. But yet, here we're going to go ahead and we're going to start plugging in more things, which is our automobiles, and which requires more power, which requires more pollution. Can you see the cycle? Yes, we need a cleaner fuel. So let's take our fields and use our corn and our soybeans and use our wheat and our barley to make fuel. That's crazy. That's crazy. We don't 
take life sustaining things to make something that could be considered even considered a luxury. You know, most people you see on the roads today, there's one person riding in the car. Well, I know for myself, and I'm guilty too. I make a trip to the store sometimes because I want something, not because I need to go. And if I were usually and really would put some thought into it, I could make that trip another day and make everything at one time. Now, uh, one of the things that uh, really, really, I feel like we're guilty of is I get it when I want it. And that's the things that we probably need to change. But as you're thinking about raising that flag, save the planet, when you're saying, you know, uh, global warming, climate change, whatever, what is really causing global warming? I mean, yeah, okay, we're going to invent these electric cars. By the way, these electric cars are having problems. We've seen that with the hurricane and salt water hit them, and they're just automatically starting or catching on fire. I noticed the thing where one of the companies that make zero-turn lawnmowers were at an event where they were displaying all of their products. Someone that took it for a test ride, come back, turned it off. They looked around, and it was in flames. These things are not yet uh, have been out on the market long enough to be uh, tested, tried, and true, if you want to use that terminology. They're just not there yet. And if we're making something that runs only a short way, like a lot of these are, and then we're having to plug up and hit our power source again, I don't see how, how we're gaining ground. I don't see how we're saving the planet. And really, for the life of me, I don't see how we're saving emissions if we have to put the strain on our power plants. So anyway, that's just my way of thinking. Uh, thought maybe I would bring that up. I'm sure everybody's got a different way, and that's okay. That's fine. That's why we do live in a country that we do have free thought and free speech. So uh, just a quick reminder, too, Tuesday is Election Day. We do encourage you to go out and vote, take some of these things into consideration, uh, what's going on. I would encourage you to get to know your senators, your congressmen, your local people, because just like uh, the uh, Senator Casey, uh, and, and I'm not going, I could care less which side he's on right now, because uh, he started in 2008, and we see that his bill got passed in 2016. And now, if you go on and you keep up with it, you're seeing more and more of our government officials are seeing the need uh, to do something about the global food insecurity. So anyway, that's just uh, my thoughts on the matter. Love to hear your comments or uh, your questions on that. You can go to our webpage. It's daddypeets.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-P-E-T-E-S.com. And uh, click on our uh, podcast, you know, go to it and uh, you have a place where you can make a comment or ask a question. We'd love for you to also. Uh, we do a monthly blog. You can sign up for that. And uh, while you're there, maybe look at some of our products. And because we do uh, 
uh, and 10. Our slogan at Daddy Pete's is we help you grow. And that's exactly what we're doing here with these podcasts is we would like to help you keep you informed on what's going on, what the real terminology is, because global food security or even local food insecurity or security, which are terminologies being used, is still no more than food shortage. So when you hear us talking about food shortages, that's what we're doing. Again, look around at the shelves on the store. Everything cannot be blamed on the COVID uh, pandemic. Pandemic is passed now uh, as far as being let down. Yes, there's still COVID cases, but again, uh, we should be up and running. Uh, we do see our trucks and all heading out on the roads every day, bringing in supplies as hard as they can, I'm sure. So, uh, but with the fuel, that's just cost of bits went up. It is slowing down, raising the prices of things being uh, shipped and imported in. It's uh, also raising the prices because of us moving goods from one place to the other uh, nationally. So something to think about. But we certainly do appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening to us. And again, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. So I wish everyone a happy weekend. This is Melvin York, and you've been listening to Daddy Pete Global Food.